Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sunshine Cinema Show. Please take your seats as the feature presentation is about to begin. Hello and welcome to the Sunshine Cinema Show. I'm Marcus and here, sat opposite me, is Mr Nick Chaffee. Hello. Again. Well, this is a very special edition of the show. It is. Where we're going to recount our top five favourite films of the decade. Yeah. As soon as we're going into 2020, we figured we'd take a look back at the 2010s, which, uh, as it so happens, is a period of time which encompasses the entire history of our programme. <laughs> so we're looking back at every film that uh, we've enjoyed and uh, picking out five that we feel uh, is representative as of the uh, decade as a whole and um, well also happens to be five films that uh, that we've loved I say we um, I am the one who's uh, selected the the top five Marcus does not know the films I have written down here I trusted Nick I said hey Nick you choose and surprise me on the show yeah then yeah, maybe I will I, I mean I know for a fact that you are you know, uh, a fan of all of the films that uh, I've selected here. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to uh, hear your uh, immediate reaction when they are revealed mm. as we go on. Um, so let's uh, start right at the bottom, shall we? Once more. Yeah, okay. Number five um, is a film that uh, came out in... Oh, I, I'm sorry, once more. These are all films that we reviewed on the show. So if you are to go to the website, which is, I believe, sunshinecinemashow.wordpress.com, uh, you can find our reviews of these programs, but they're not in the uh, the uh, podcast feed as it appears on iTunes or or whatever. So number five is a film that came out in uh, 2015. It's Whiplash. A promising young drummer enrolls at a cutthroat music conservatory where his dreams of greatness are mentored by an instructor who will stop at nothing to realise his student's potential. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What's your name? Andrew Naaman, sir. You know who I am? Yes, sir. So you know I'm looking for players? Yes, sir. Just do your best. You're here for a reason. You believe that, right? I'm here for a reason. Little trouble there. You're rushing. Uh, ready? Okay. Five, six, and... Were you rushing or were you dragging? I, I don't know. If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will gut you like a pig. Are you a rusher or are you a dragger? Or are you gonna be on my time? Gonna be on your time. Keep playing! Keep playing! Keep playing! Whiplash was written and directed by Damien Chazelle, and it stars Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons, Paul Reiser, and Melissa Benoist. And it uh, featured uh, number two on our top ten of 2015. Uh, so I've selected this one not just because it was a film that introduced us to Damien Chazelle, who went on to write and direct La La Land and First Man, two more movies that uh, we loved a lot, uh, but also because it's a very intense character study which I think is uh, also reminiscent of two more films we quite liked, Nightcrawler and The Art of Self-Defense. I really enjoyed this film. It's one of those films that I still think about now, and there's certain times where the phrase, are you rushing or are you dragging, 
still pops into my mind. Yeah. Uh, outstanding performances. My only criticism of the film yeah. is the title. Oh, okay. Because the amount of people that I know that I've said, oh, you're seen Whiplash, and they give me a look of like, oh, saucy, is it? <laughs> Uh, I'm, try- I'm just trying to think of why it might be called Whiplash or not. So, well, I mean, be, there's an event which he may gain Whiplash. Psychological Whiplash as well. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. But great. No, great great choice. Yeah, number five. We, we've got going with a one for cracker. One, one yeah. for one. Okay. That's I'm it. happy. So we'll move on to uh, number four on our list, which came out in 2017. Uh, this one's a bit of a cheat. Admittedly, didn't get a didn't get a full review on the program, but we did uh, give uh, uh, a very quick one on our uh, first man hereditary episode. It's Get Out. A young African American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend, where his simmering uneasiness about the reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. Call me Dean, and you're hungry, my man. So how long has this been going on? This thing <laughs> do you smoke in front of my daughter i'm gonna quit she'd take care of that for you how hypnosis i'm good actually you ready for this i'm back in the beat so look i go do my research apparently a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb but it's cool bro how you not scared of this man could see no brother around here chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Rose, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Mom, it's a terrible thing to waste. Get Out was written and directed by Jordan Peele, stars Daniel Kalira, Alison Williams, Catherine Keener, Bradley Whitford, and Lakeith. Stanfield. Uh, so selected this one because, well, again, it's Jordan Peele's directorial debut. He also wrote and directed us, which we liked a lot and was on our top 10 in 2019. And it's uh, continued proof that the, the horror genre is just one of the most interesting genres out there. It's where people have a space to try new ideas um, and has a lot more to offer than I think people might give it credit for, which is clear when you look at other films like Hereditary and uh, Midsummer and uh, Ex Machina, I would argue, is uh, a horror film as well. Daniel Kaluuya was uh, someone who I recognised from the, the comedy series Psychoville. Yes, yeah. And so to see him in something like this, which I think was probably the first thing I saw him in since Psychoville, mm-hmm. this was quite a departure and my goodness was he good in it it was well, and rightly so I mean, he's had a fantastic career since he was in the widows in which he was terrifying <laughs> very quietly terrifying and um yeah was a, a part of marvel's black panther as well so it, it's you know richly deserved i think because he gives a fantastic performance in this and not just that but sort of holding an american accent yes at the same time because well, he's a british actor and um yes I mean, you know the the start of some very very good careers, I think, for across the board in that film. And continuing the uh, the, the thread of uh, the film title, mm-hmm. this was a great film title. Yes. <laughs> I remember actually shouting this out loud at the screen at one point. Really? It was that good. Ah, uh, it's a yeah, really, really good. I think one of the most perfectly plotted films I think I've I've ever seen. Really, really good. Uh, so something a little bit different at uh, number three, which came out in uh, 2018, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Teen Miles Morales becomes Spider-Man of his reality 
crossing his path with five counterparts from other dimensions to stop a threat for all realities. In your universe, there's only one Spider-Man. But there is another universe. It looks and sounds like yours, but it's not. My name's Miles Morales. Hey, kid. You're like me. How? I know it's complicated. You want to know what happened to you? I can teach you to be Spider-Man. Mm, I love this burger. So delicious. Mm, one of the best burgers I've ever had. You have money, right? I'm not very liquid right now. I think you're going to be a bad teacher. One thing I know for sure, don't do it like me. Do it like you. Time to swing, just like I taught you. When did you teach me that? I didn't. It's a little joke for team building. Hey, guys. Okay, who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. Come on. How many more spider people are there? Save us at Comic-Con. What's Comic-Con? Let's go! Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was directed by Bob Persichetti, Peter Ramsey and Rodney Rothman. The screenplay was written by Rodney Rothman and Phil Lord, and Phil Lord also wrote the story. Uh, it stars the voices of Shameik Moore, Jake Johnson, Hayley Steinfeld, Brian Tyree Henry, Lily Tomlin, John Mulaney and Nicolas Cage. Nick has been very tolerant. That's this Nick here, not Nick Cage. I'm sure he is very tolerant. Of my disinterest towards some of the Marvel films that have come out over the years. And yet, with Into the Spider-Verse, we seem to have found a common ground. <laughs> Something where I thought, yeah, okay, I, I, I like this. I like this a lot. It's the style, it's the, it's the pure comic book artwork style. Mm. That, that hooked me in on this it's one of those films that I can recommend to people solely on the visuals alone I mean we've sp- spoken at length about how many animators were involved in making this film but all of that work is absolutely on the screen so uh, yeah, as I said this is um, the, I think the one superhero film that we can uh, perfectly agree on yeah um, and so it's, it's representative of that which I think very much defined the uh, the box office of this past decade with the the Marvel films and, and others but it's um, it's also representative of just great family films with a good message at their hearts such as the uh, the Paddingtons both 1 and 2 and uh, Inside Out from Pixar and um, of course two of our favourite people the work of Phil Lord and Chris Miller who um, Phil Lord wrote, wrote this and both of them produced it who uh, also had a hand in making uh, the Lego Movie One and Two and Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street? So we move on to number two on our list, which came out in uh, twenty twelve in the UK and twenty fourteen, because it's not just one movie; it's two movies. Because I couldn't f- uh, uh, fathom including one and not the other, because they are two of a pair. Because it's the Raid. And the raid too. So in, in the raid, uh, a SWAT team becomes trapped in a tenement run by a ruthless mobster and his army of killers and thugs. Then the raid two, only a short time after the first raid, Rama goes undercover with the thugs of Jakarta and plans to bring down a syndicate and uncover the corruption within his police force.
so uh, <laughs> I never get I never get tired of, of, of those clips. It's uh, both films are in Indonesian, so um, it's you know, very difficult to find a, a clip that's suitable for the radio. So sometimes all you need is uh, some some screaming and punching, which these movies feature a lot of. In both cases, uh, uh, the films were directed and written by Gareth Evans, who uh, hails from Wales, and it stars uh, Iku Oes, uh, Joe Taslim, Yaya Ruhan. Um, and a, a a bunch more people, a lot of a lot of people. <laughs> Chosen because, and I think this is clear when you watch action movies that have, have been made since. These two, I think, represent the new benchmark for action cinema. You can definitely see the um, um, and the John Wick movies, for instance. There's a lot of um, oh, what's the influences that I'm looking for there. Um, but but also in terms of action movies that just try a little bit harder. Like the Mission Impossible movies. I watched The Raid about three days ago. Really? Because I found it was available on a streaming online service, uh-huh. uh, mentioning no names. Sure, yeah. And I just thought, having not seen it for a few years, I thought, I wonder if it's still as good as I remember. I still had the adrenaline flowing through my body during the fight scenes like I did when I first saw it. Mm. It takes me back to the days of watching the original old school Jackie Chan films. Yes, there's a lot of physicality in them. A yeah. lot of physicality and yeah, so good, so good. And and it still amazes me to this day how many people haven't even heard of it, let alone seen it. It's yeah, yeah. It's, I think the I think the first one might have. Might have been maybe straight to video in in this country. Although something Possibly I did not. I did notice when I first started watching it, it's been dubbed into English. Oh well. Oh my word! I turned that off straight away. I can, I can imagine. Goodness <laughs> me, that was quite off-putting. But yeah, get the subtitles up, no problem. Absolutely. Let's go. I've always wondered what it, what uh, it might feel like to watch both of them as a double bill, because two picks up almost I think almost directly after the first one as well. Yeah. And that, maybe that would be too much, but I think it would work quite well as as a, as a double bill. Mm. My um, my pertaining memories of well, in, in both these films, in the case of the, of the raid two, it was the the very first ten out of ten on the program. Back when we um, did a scoring a little bit differently, we each scored it um, a, f- a film out of five. Mm. That was the first one to get two fives. And in fact, the, the the first raid movie came very close to being the first ten as well. It was a nine in the end. I gave it a four out of five. And uh, Sarah, who was our, our, you know, the other member of the team who was on the film at the time, gave it a five out of five, which really surprised me because she was someone who would never really, uh, well, did not strike me as a, an action film fan. Um, and I think even said she wasn't an action film fan uh, um, at all. But The First Raid was a movie, I think still is a movie, to uh, convert people, I think. You could probably form a religion around this sort of thing. <laughs> They're both uh, really, really incredible pieces of work but according to me not quite as incredible as uh, the film that's at number one shall I give a rundown of the five so far so number five Whiplash from 2015 number four Get Out from 2017 number three Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018 number two it's a well joint at number two The Raid and The Raid 2 from 2012 and 2014 respectively and at number one from 2015 can you possibly guess? <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland, 
A woman rebels against a tyrannical ruler in search for her homeland with the aid of a group of female prisoners, a psychotic worshipper, and a drifter named Max. My world is fire and blood. Everything is dependent on oil. We are killing for gasoline. The world is almost out of water. Water. Now there's the water wars. Out here, everything hurts. You want to get through this? Do as I say. Now pick up what you can and run. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! I have um, several times since then just sort of rewatched that specific trailer just to hear and see the moment where uh, DSE Ray, composed by Verdi, kicks in at the end. It's such a such a great fit, and um, you know, unfortunately, it's not in the film at large, but uh, the film score is very good as well. Mad Max Fury Road was directed by George Miller and co-written by George Miller as well, who uh, previously wrote and directed all of the previous installments in the Mad Max franchise. It stars Tom Hardy in the uh, title role along with Charlie Theron. Nicholas Holt's Hugh Keysburn, who was also in the uh, very first Mad Max movie as well as Toe Cutter. I, I still remember how I felt when I first reviewed this on the program. I was very uh, giddy, almost as giddy, giddy as I was when I first left the cinema, feeling um, just so enthused by everything I'd, I'd just seen. And in fact, I immediately texted you because we'd, uh, I think at that point, recently shifted to uh, just me giving a score out of 10 on the show. And I felt, thought, can I am I in my rights within my rights to give a film a 10 out of 10 just because I say so because I felt that strongly about what I'd just seen and indeed it was the first uh, 10 out of 10 on the programme with a, a solo score for me so I've chosen this one not be, just because it's uh, possibly the best film of all time uh, but also um, well, it's, it's also a visual extravaganza that finds the perfect blend of uh, real and CG images, which is something we've also seen in uh, films like Gravity and Life of Pi. But it's also the perfect example of how to do something new with an established franchise, which is something you can also say of Blade Runner 2049 and Star Wars The Last Jedi. I remember thinking after seeing the film, the title, sticking with that one, yeah. Should almost be Mad Furiosa because okay. it was it was almost like it was more about Charlize Theron's character. Yes, because, yeah. and by golly, that was a performance. It was, yeah. I remember that being a point of contention for some people at the time. So, well, it's Mad Max. Why is it Mad Max in it in it more? But I honestly, I think if you're going to move this franchise forward, I think he works quite well in a in a supporting role, really, because he's you know he's already been through a lot with the previous films and it's it's nice to sort of see him as almost like a, a drifter character who hops from one ridiculous situation to the next and if if George Miller does make a, another one which I, I believe he hopes to then um, yeah I would be interested in seeing him in that role again I words still fail me I think when I try to describe just how powerful it, this this film is and, and, and it's lost none of that power through repeated watchings it still hits me in the same way that it did when I first saw it in the cinema is 
in terms of films I've seen in the cinema, nothing else has, I think, come close to hitting me in the same way. Some films have hit me in a different way, but uh, none have shell-shocked me as much as this film did. And this is without Tina Turner in it. Yes. <laughs> All I'm saying is if they're going to go down that route for the next Mad Max film, I'm saying Lizzo. Get oh. her in. Ah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Well, Nick, thank you very much indeed. What, what a fantastic top five! Yeah, I'm glad what, you approve. <laughs> what a, what a, an interesting look back as well on a, on a decade of, of films. And I, mm. I'm, a, I'm slightly shocked that we've been doing the film show for that long. Yeah, because <laughs> when, when was the first one? Twenty well, twenty twelve, I guess, because we reviewed the raid fairly early on. It's yeah, it's we've been at it for quite some time. I think I'm more than comfortable to, to keep on doing it for some time. <laughs> There's yeah, the 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 show has. Uh, slightly shifted in terms of structure over them, but we've always sort of done our best to put on a good show for whoever happens to be listening, and I've always enjoyed it. And we always enjoy your feedback as well. If you've got any ideas, suggestions, comments, we do love to hear them. We read them all, so you can get in touch with us uh, via Twitter at Sunshine Cinemax. Our show will keep evolving because it always needs to. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over Mm -hmm. so let us know what you like what you don't like what you think we should do more of do you know what by golly we'll do our best yeah and so just to close I'd like to say thank you well thank you to everyone listening of course anyone anyone who uh, decides to spend time on on our ramblings but um, on a personal note I'd like to thank you Marcus as well for well allowing me to do to be involved in this in the first place all those years ago and also for uh, putting up for me when I uh, clearly have not prepared myself as well as I perhaps should have. I, w- I always find that my best stuff comes uh, in the, um, the 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 few hours before we are about to start recording. Like that is when I'll write the bulk of my reviews, and you know it's it's worked out okay so far. And to quote a well-known film, I will say, "Ditto." <laughs> Thank you. This is a Sunshine Hospital Radio production. Get well soon.